percent. All right, and you get to hear the buttery voice. We can't have a guest come on and not hear the buttery voice. You didn't hear me try to make my voice buttery at the no, beginning. No, you did your own voice. It was great. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was your buttery voice, but it wasn't my. It's a different a butter voice. Okay, go, Mister Butterpants. One, of the Friday Night Movie Podcast, where we invite you to be part of our family and speak the language of our family, which is movies and television and pop culture. And we are truly fortunate in this lightning round episode to have with us the incredibly talented, mind-blowing Shauna Hagen, who, please go back and listen to the, the previous episode if you haven't heard it already, just blew our minds, like took us to film school. And it was wild hearing about the amazing work that she's doing. But among the amazing work that she's doing is also the fact that she is an alum of one of our all-time favorite shows, Becky and Lil. I mean, I watched it while I was in labor. While I was laboring my child, this is what I had on. We watched it when our kids were born. This is the show that we will think about when we think about our kids being born, because it was the show that was on. This is the show I refuse to see the last episode of, because it can't be over to me. And that, Wait, you've never seen it? No, I won't see it. Like I can't. It's one of the greatest last know, episodes ever. Like, the greatest last to episode. To me, the show goes on. And right. and that show is, in case you haven't realized, is the one, the only, Parks and Rec. Yes, Parks and Rec. Right. And so yes. and so, <laughs> this this is a this is you a show. It. Wow, yeah. This is this show is a treasure on so many levels and. And you must know it if you were a part of it. But why I believe this show, and it's something that I believe firmly about any show that I love, why it is loved the way it is, is about those characters and how much you feel the love and love those characters back and how much the show stayed true to the characters until the very last frame. So, Shauna Hagen, question for you. As a cinematographer, as the window to these characters... How do you, what was your piece? What is the cinematographer's piece in giving us all that experience? Because we are so grateful for it. Oh, I think uh, on that particular show, you know, I'm mainly a documentary cinematographer on that particular show is one of the camera operators. So I wasn't technically like the boss of the camera department, but where I feel like the two camera operators, there was always two cameras because, you know, in an improv situation, like on Parks and Rec, there's often uh, a, a take where there are certain lines or certain blocking that, um, that has to be captured like once. So you just, you know, the magic happens or a joke or whatever. And it, it, it's always captured t- uh, with two cameras. So I was one of the two cameras and really what those camera operators, we, we were given a lot of, a lot of Liberty, uh, from the get go to respond to or react to or feel a joke, uh, or, or, you know, do a sort of a, a little punch zoom on, you know, oftentimes, um, from the, even from the get go, I was, uh, I asked because I loved Nick Offerman so much and he and I, <sighs> um, developed a visual sort of r- relationship. Uh, not out. a not a visual. Or a, what? Sorry? I said, get what? out. 
Okay. Not if a I was in front of you right now, I would elain you right now and just push you. <laughs> Nick kind of got, understood what I was doing. I understood what Nick was doing. And so there was, there was a give and take between actor and camera that like, that really worked. And I felt like uh, oftentimes, you know, I'd get the timing of his jokes or his little like, hmm? you know, yeah. um, <laughs> which is crucial. Um, and I, yeah, and I yeah. He, I would push in, and then he would do it, or he would do it, and I'd push in. So there was always like a give and take. And speaking of jazz, you know, kind of the a little bit of improv with the camera. So not uh, the camera operators on that show. I feel like were given. You know, I was uh, impressed and amazed and grateful to have so much liberty to be able to kind of do and feel a scene as if I were shooting a documentary. And so that was kind of encouraged. Uh, you know, again, the the, the season one uh, DP, the uh, my boss was Peter Smokler, who actually shot Spinal Tap. Um, you know, I was hired by him right. because of my documentary experience. Um, um, and also I'd done a fair amount of scripted. So it was an interesting, you know, not a lot of people have documentary and scripted experience. Oh, and so, wow. but is it, isn't look, it yeah, supposed to be like a mockumentary a little bit, right? The show? Parks and Rec? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. They like, so and they, like, like, office, like the office kind of. The office, exactly. Right. Which is why that hybrid of documentary and scripted right. experience is perfect for right. it. But I think exactly. it's better. Rare. I like it Rare. the way it's better. I like, I think it's better done in Parks and Rec because it's sort of like, jump like it wouldn't be maybe they wouldn't it wouldn't exist in that style without the office but it jumps off from that and kind of doesn't take it as seriously and just uses it for good jokes do you know what i mean right right like in office i think it it evolved throughout the show but then in parks they just went straight to like we're just going to make this fun we don't care that it's not real like obviously (laughs) you know we do like what we call spy coverage you know if we're not supposed to be in the room but we're like shooting through blinds or you know past something like you know if uh, Ron Swanson's having a, a conversation with Andy about something, you know, that's like, and we shoot through the through the blinds or whatever, that was always always fun. So, you know, those kinds of elements, also the interview sections, the sort of the formal interviews, and um, those were always fun to be able to kind of develop. But I also have to give a huge shout out to the writers on that show yeah. because they, I mean, speaking of character, like you were talking about, how to how how I mean how to connect or how we became to to love how we came to look sorry how we come to love these characters i feel like it's the writing i mean it's certainly and the performance i mean i think everybody sort of inhabited and the the group the the ensemble everybody fed off each other in terms of their comic timing or you know everybody's sort of character developed over the over the episode over the seasons um you know just uh, what I, well, the other thing i really enjoy about the comedy is it wasn't really ever they weren't mocking there was never anything malicious there wasn't yep. anything that was mm-hmm. spirited except for Shai, you have talked about that so many times well, what? except for jerry well no but Jerry well, was an inside okay. joke for the show, and they like, love Jerry in the end. But but wait, hold on, Becky. Come back do... to this point where you give me credit for things. I want to <laughs> give – I have to – Because I have big credit to give you in a minute. So one of the reasons why why Shy has said that this is such a beloved show and such um, such a unique show is because you love all the characters, and they're all – nice like they're all nice people right. and good to each other and there's no there's no michael scott even like okay michael scott evolves but there's no one on the show that's just kind of like weird and mean like they're all you're rooting for everyone and when right. you're rooting for them it it really you get emotionally and they also they invested. all like each other except for their stick with jerry but within but them there's no rivalries or wars or like Le- right leslie no I, so i work in washington dc and washington dc you know, it can be a cynical place sometimes. And I think if you watch the TV show Veep, for example, most people in Washington will tell you Veep is the single most accurate representation of Washington, D.C. that's ever been put on film. More than West Wing or <laughs> anything else. Which is scary and sad, but yes. But at the same time, as often as I hear that, the other thing I often hear 
is how many people in Washington see themselves as a Leslie Nope or have mm. a shred, have have a have a thread of Leslie Nope in them. And because the people here really do believe in her trying to do good and Leslie Nope has has become this like true icon for people who have dedicated their life to public service. Like I'll, I'll talk to someone. I'll be like, Oh, Leslie Nope's one of my heroes. So it's, it's <laughs> almost like the way Leslie Nope has the picture of Madeline Albright in her office. Right. I right. think for, for folks from particularly my age group, but others in Washington, I, I, I wonder how many of us would put a Leslie Nope picture on our, well, she's just such an on, emblem on, on for, our mantle if we for could keeping you so true to yourself and your cause and and being so extreme in so many things that she's like a nutcase but there's just so much love well and i think like, there's a little bit of leslie nope in all of us is what you're saying and i i agree yeah. that there's this sort of unwavering optimism that's like you nothing can like no she's she's this is going to happen there's, there's like a faith and a trust and you know there's it's just funny how 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 sort of cr- sometimes clueless she is that it, it's just she just she just goes for it you know and, and i think there's something in in all of us that's like leslie nope so and the show said to everyone it's okay to unironically absolutely. love that element of yourself also right. i was gonna just right. say like the show uh, it says it's okay to love hard too like <laughs> yeah. yeah like all, she the way that she feels about everybody in her life it's like I don't have me personally. I don't have that many friends, but I love them hard. And I'm like, right. and she loves everybody, but like just like her and Anne, and 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 her even in in um, her and Ron, like who's like so his character is just so brilliant because it's the antithesis of her. But right. there's so much love there. So, oh. so so we watched. So we went through IMDb before this, and we wanted to see like your, you know your credits and things. We did part of our research, and there were two particular episodes where again we took screenshots of your name in the credits. And, <laughs> we were so excited, and not so excited. Not only that, like two of deal. the most Best iconic. Episodes. I mean, there's uh, there's probably a lot of people who would argue in the top ten, but these are in the top ten. These are the park safety and fancy party. Two of the greatest episodes of that show, and Fancy Party in particular, if I recall, has some great—I mean, has some great ones. Ron Swanson in it in general, right? Um, but so, a- anyways, I-, I wanted to ask a couple of questions just about those episodes. Do you remember those episodes on their own? Well, right? if Do I'm remembering, work- uh, Park, Park Safety's um, um, Andy Samberg. Yes. Right. Is yes. Andy Samberg. And Jerry Farts in the conference <laughs> room. When I saw that live, that like, what? It's when, when he, he bends over his pants. They're not allowed to make fun of him because Leslie's like, it's enough already. And they're dying. So, like, just the fart. Like, I'm, oh, like, any fart joke I think is funny. So, like, I, in that sense, I'm a... I'm an easy target, but but then the shots of all of them <laughs> trying so hard because they just want to like laugh at him and they can't is the, one of the best things I've ever seen on TV. I yeah. laughed for 20 minutes. <laughs> and then and then fancy parties, the wedding, right? Uh, which yeah. is again when you talk yeah. about heart, one of the most the the playing. I mean, this is maybe the final episode, but the playing of the song "April Comes," she uh, we she will the Paul Simon song that's oh, un- yeah that's over yeah. it at the end. It's truly a beautiful episode. Right. So the, the you're you're pulling those out because I got DP credit on those. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. I mean, yeah. at least IMDb told us. I mean, we're not saying IMDb yeah. is like scientific, but on yeah. those we saw your name in the credits and we took screenshots. We were so excited. <laughs> so I was a camera operator on several other like seventy something episodes, but those particular two, um, I was something. given D, DP credit. No, no, I heard. Her. Um, I heard her. What, 
70 something. 70 something. Amazing. This is like, we're it's just... fun. I mean, it's like literally one of the funnest jobs. I mean, I, I want to say one of the, the funnest job I have ever had. I, um, those particular two, uh, I, so many stories I could tell you, I'll let, let you ask questions, but the, those particular two, the DP actually directed. And so then I was, we were all sort of brought up, um, you know, there was four or five times in a season where the DP would direct. And so the, a camera, the, you know, one camera operator would get DP credit and the others would, they would just fill in. So we all just kind of got bumped up. But in those particular two, I remember that was just so, those were definitely iconic episodes and, um, fancy party in particular, I think was so sweet because it, it took like a really beautiful, um, moment. And I mean, there's funny and comic, but also it was very sort of done very, um, tastefully and real. And they were really, it was just like for these two silly characters to have a real moment, you know, um, it felt, it was, it was beautiful. It was lovely and funny and, and just, it's wonderful. I mean, again, the show is amazing to be involved with. I mean, I, I literally, I tell people, honestly, every, at least once a day, I, you know, we you, you laugh so hard, you kind of pee in your pants a little bit. <laughs> Okay, yeah, not, we know, we know, know exactly well. what you're talking very about. well on this podcast like it got to that point where you're just your face hurts because you're smiling and laughing like, so much but you have and to that's... be professional though you still you like or, or can you crack you can't crack up right you can't break and there's one time i becky and i talked about this earlier that there was a um if you look in the i think it's season two might be season three outtakes there's some like the blooper reel that they that the i think you can see on youtube or whatever but there's one one instance um yeah there were a few but one instance of course the other camera operator photographed me breaking um it was a scene in ron's office where i'm like uh i can't even remember the scene leslie comes uh, uh leslie comes in and talks to ron about something and you know it's a very typical thing and ron does one of these like hmm? you know <laughs> I don't know what it was. It was about rehearsal. He was doing something different. And that just, it just, it just, I just broke and I started laughing and I was like, <laughs> and I, I broke, I broke and I, I needed to go reset. And, you know, we have a fairly large camera on our shoulder and I, I was kind of like, you know, just laughing so hard. And I was embarrassed because normally we just, we, we stay in care. We, we have to stay in character. We can't break. Um, even and if because they do, even if they break, even if they do, we kind of have to document it and kind of, cause it could be useful or whatever. I mean, um, and then I was going to reset so and I like hit the, the my hardest job ever. <laughs> my camera hit the door and then that like broke everybody else. And she was just, you know, it was a funny moment, but certainly embarrassing for me. One thing I like to do, and it's, it's like, this is a horrible thing for me to say, but like the first summer I was on that show, or the first season I was on that show, um, I actually had, um, found a, a dead and it was just totally a downer, but this is a funny story. Um, <laughs> I found a dead kitten in my front yard and it was a horrible, it was like, um, there were some cats, uh, that like feral cats or something. And there was like, somehow one of them had died and literally was a teeny tiny little dead kitten. Um, and, uh, you know, I called the humane society, whatever, and they, I dropped it off, whatever. And it was just, it was Wait, horrible. Cause I'm so a cat. You didn't cat. call, you didn't call Harris and the other dude from animal <laughs> control. Is what animal you're control didn't come in and take care of that. No, but um, sorry, I didn't mean to break the serious moment going to work that day. I was kind of like, oh, wait, I could use this as a way to keep breaking. (laughs) So whenever there was a really, really funny moment, I would think of the dead kitten. And literally, I would like it would zap the, the laughter out of my brain and out of my psyche and i would i it would zero my it would zero my laughter out it would literally calm me down so i'd be like dead kitten dead kitten dead kitten, you know so if somebody was really you know ron was uh, nick nick offerman and especially chris pratt when he when his characters started to take off and um you know even the first season i think he was a, to watch and he was a guest star i think the first season mm-hmm. right i mean yeah, and, and he wasn't was, as you know they didn't give him he didn't shine like, as much yeah and then he just sort of blossomed and then that was he was just one that would just 
I mean, if you watch the outtakes, some of these outtakes, the one about, you know, the Kim Kardashian outtake, yeah, I don't want to, yeah. you know, like, it's just, it's, it's hilarious. And, I mean, and, uh, yeah. you know, to be able to be there and kind of not break and be able to, I, I often thought it, of the dead kitten. It's, oh. it's a shame that guy's career didn't go anywhere though, since the show. You know, oh. it's, uh, it's, yeah, I mean, he's kind of, you know, down and down and blocked. And, too um, bad. <laughs> so we're, I mean, they all have done really well. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, if you look at the mm-hmm. ensemble, and it's, you know, sorry. I, you, yeah. I mean, that so, is true, though. Like, often, that is true. Like, there's, I feel like they deserve it. Like, they are all so great, and they gave us this gift. And I'm sad that it ended, but I'm so happy that each have moved on. Um, to do awesome, awesome things. So this is a big moment. So one of the other running bits on this show is called I Told You Shows. And an I Told You Show is when someone recommends a show to you and you watch it and it becomes something you really love or you really liked. And then you have to come on the podcast and you have to give that person an I Told You Show and declare them a genius in front of everyone. (laughs) And I watched the first season of Parks and Rec, which I did not catch... you know, I didn't. It didn't catch its zone, as most people will say, and so I just I didn't get back to it. And right, fair Be- enough. And then Becky tells me one day, "You have to watch this show. You have to watch this show. You have to watch this show." And so she gave me the episode "The Flu," and then I watched "Camping." And oh, camping! I was oh, in, camping was really the one where okay. I immediately fell in love with the show. And so Becky, my sister, you get. A Mount Rushmore, I told you show, you are a genius because lest anyone think that I came upon Parks and Rec honestly, I did not. Becky is the one who recommending it, and it is one of the all-time greatest shows of all time. And then period. I give that to you, and I told you show for getting me to watch it because you were like, you have to watch the show. It's about a parks department. And I was like, what? I was like, why would I never watch that? You're like, no, 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 it has Amy Poehler. You gotta watch it. Well, you are both and, welcome. And and yeah. he, he I am a genius. He gave me camping straight away to watch. And that's my I intro to, episode for people. And and then thank Shauna so for making it so funny. Aww. So thank you, Shauna, for helping me become the queen of I told oh, you shit. Becky is the queen. <laughs> Bet no one has won it more than Becky. Becky has she has like so many trophies that like of this that it's not even funny. Lily gets one like once a year. year. Um, Do you have any like just like quick or like other stories or? We're mindful of your time. We know that we're. Yeah, Um, I told you the dead kitten story. That was like that's the way. That's always funny because it's like honestly, and I still use that if I'm on a like I did a Maria Bamford. uh, oh, we were watching that. That's we watch as that. funny yeah. as heck. She's so amazing. And there were times when I was like, "This is I need to stay. I need to stay." So I thought of the dead kitten. Mm-hmm. Um, I told you about Nick. Um, what was Amy? You know, Amy, I, like what? Amy. Polar? Amy. Yeah, she's amazing. I mean, I, I don't know what else. To, I mean, what, I'm trying to think of a stories that. Um, you know, uh, there were some of us that. Uh, um, Trying to think of a good Amy Poehler story. I don't have to um, put you on the spot. I just mean, or just no, no, no. I mean, she she was one. You know, I I moved on after four seasons um, to continue a, a long going ongoing doc project. So, um, but she was very insistent on inviting us, the people who were at the core. You know, I started on the pilot and did seventy plus episodes or whatever. Um, and so she wanted to make sure that all of us who were there from the beginning were on the hundredth episode party. We we're on the finale party. So. Oh, wow. You know, and gave us, you know, the, gave us the gifts that they gave everybody else. And so she wanted to include us. And that's that's definitely typical of Amy. She was very inclusive, very, um, very collaborative, um, you know, incredibly generous, incredibly, you know, just kind and nice. 
it's um you know i mean i again i think that that show is reflective of her personality i mean it's from the top down you know she she um you know her comedy i always think is just again this sort of not not there's no mean-spirited comedy i mean it's silly and 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 funny but it's also um you know, there's this, this sort of political undertones. There's a activist undertones and all this stuff that she was sort of trying to, you know, um, subtly push. But I like that it was just, again, this sort of very kind sort of leader that, um, you know, I, I remember. Well, I mean, there were there were times that uh, uh, um, I'm trying to think of stories that wouldn't get me, you know. In trouble. I was just no. I was just going to say there's a you know, story about Aziz that I remember. Uh, you know, he was he, when when Aziz was very uh, obsessed early on when the show started to gain a lot of popularity. He was getting a lot of followers on his phone, a lot of social media followers, and he was very obsessed with his phone. Um, and there were times when uh, you know when we would just be both cameras rolling, everybody's ready, and Aziz was like you know still on his phone, and even Amy was like just just let him, just let him, you know everybody just like just you know, and finally he looked up after a minute and was like oh you guys are ready okay oh i'm so sorry and that was the one actually the one time when he did it and it, amy was the one who sort of pushed that like let's just let him if he sees it, you know let him discover how much he's holding up production <laughs> <laughs> so um in that one instance it was kind of a kind way to be like you know instead of yeah, you know yeah. ad saying Aziz, put your phone down you know it was like hey do you realize that there are so many people there's 30 people on she's set she's a good leader you know she's definitely a good oh, leader she's lovely you know it's amazing Rashida's just lovely yeah. and you know, I mean, like I tell one story about Rashida. Rashida was, is incredibly smart, very well prepared. Um, and also she's so um, she's so uh, humble. I remember one time she um, she had a uh, she had to leave early because she had a birthday. It was her birthday and she had dinner plans and she had just said, oh, I'm going to dinner with friends. And so the next day we said, you know, how was your dinner? Oh, it was great. It was great. You know, and then we moved on and, and did did our did the scene work and sort of did the day. And we find out later from her makeup artist that um, the dinner she went to, she said, oh, I was going to go to dinner and a show with some friends. And um, she didn't. She, and we asked her the next day. She said, you know, yeah, it was it was great fun. And she didn't tell us about any of the details, but we find out from her makeup department later that um, it was, she was actually having dinner and going to go see Beyonce and Jay-Z, who were her friends. <laughs> her father is down, so, you know, has all these amazing... That's and, uh, not normal. That's Gina, yeah, but, but those are her friends, certainly, but how humble she was, and she didn't want to make us feel, you know, she wasn't name-dropping or humble-bragging to, to use a, a, to use a Harris Whittle's, um, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah. uh, word... Um, Rest in peace, Harris. Yeah, rest um, in peace. Rest One in of peace. my favorites yeah. ever. I followed so yeah. much of his stuff, but yeah, rest in peace. Rashida was just is Rashida is fantastic, and you know, Chris Pratt is just incredible. You know. Well, Shauna, we are so grateful for your time, and we could do twelve more episodes. Just going, well, actually, seventy going episode by episode of every episode you worked on on Parks and Rec. Okay. But, but not enough time. We are but, also. But I have to say, I'm just going to interrupt you one second. It is a pleasure to know that somebody who worked on a show that we love so much communicate, like, can say just wholeheartedly that it was a great experience. Because the worst would be to find out mm-hmm. if you were like, yeah, yeah. Okay, but but there are no buts, and that makes me super happy to know that you enjoyed it and that's what made it so great everybody on that show honestly is like a genuine person they loved being a part of that i mean from the from amy down and all all the cast all the crew all the all the yeah it is oh and not to mention mr sure right Oh, Mike Schur is amazing. Yeah, incredible. And and you know, this is an Amish character, or whatever it was on the on the Office. If you remember that, but um, do you remember that? Oh right, was yeah, he yeah, Mose? That's right. Yeah, yes, he's Moe. That's right. Oh, on my... Parks or on on Office? On, no. on the Office. No, on the office. But he was the, the he was Dwight's cousin. cousin. Dwight's cousin. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. That's, that's amazing. I didn't even know. Um, but everybody from the top down. And that's one of the things I love about my work and that finding a, a team, you know, I, I like, I like being a part of a team. I like the collaborative effort and on parks and rec, it was a, the, the quintessential kind of group effort in the, in the sense that it's not only, you know, a fantastic crew, but the cast, the, produ- the production, everybody was kind of on board. The scripts were hilarious. Just a great time all around. I, I miss it tremendously. I've seen a bunch of people. I see Jim actually twice a year, uh, Jerry, I see Jerry, um, you know, great. we have lunch now and then, um, I'm, I follow Retta. She, her career is doing really well. Um, you know, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, yeah, it, it was a good show. So I'm happy to be involved and, uh, you know, anytime I can talk about it, it's, uh, it's always, Thank just you so much all right. Sharing. So we're, we're, we're going to give you the last word on parks and rec because otherwise we'll just keep going and we'll, you'll never leave. You'll just be here. They'll find you in your house <laughs> chained to the <laughs> Skype machine. Um, so with all that being said, uh, uh, how about we – does anybody have any parks and recs? Any other recommendations? Wah, wah. Wah, wah. Mm-hmm. Any other recommendations before we um, head on I'm to I'm going to recommend Spider-Man again because it's that good. <laughs> so it gets a double recommendation. Spider-Man uh, – what's it called? Into the – Enter the Spider-Verse? Into the Spider-Verse? Into the Spider-Verse. And, I, and I'm going to anoint... When this stuff happens, I'm like, they should have picked a better title. Like, clearly, if people can't remember the title, they made a mistake. I want to use my rec to give Becky another I Told You show. Surprise, I Told You show. Becky, for the Song Exploder podcast. That was who, my oh, rec. I typed that what? into the notes. No, 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 but the Song Exploder podcast... Oh, that's yours? Yes, but that was I mine, read. too. But Wait, so you're both oh, you giving me another I told to you for Song Exploder? The, I finally listened so to... So just because I don't put my name... Try Not to Breathe. You think that it's your one? No, but it is one that I have. Try Not to Breathe. Becky's been trying to get me to listen to that since yeah, but, the summer. Okay. Yeah, since credit. July. I've been trying to get you to listen to that episode since July. You finally listened to it. Yep. It was amazing. All right. What about Song you? Exploder, I was going to say I told you so to Becky, but she has so many, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. I like all my trophies. It's okay. Uh, that, you know, thank Shout out. Uh, no, a recommendation, sorry, for a Song Exploder podcast, because it's really short. It's like... 10, 15 Way shorter than this one. Yeah, shorter than our podcast. And um, it's fascinating to just hear about how a specific song comes to come about and have the artist talk about the lyrics and the music behind it. And Becky recommended it to me for my plane ride. So I definitely uh, pass it on. Right on. Uh, Shauna, any other recommendations? Um, Well, um, Festival World? think that um well i worked a little bit on won't you be my neighbor so if people haven't seen that film i would highly recommend it not only because i worked a little piece of it i worked a little bit on it um but also it's a really great film um cool that would be my recommendation won't you be my neighbor all right and shout outs i've got some special ones today i want to give a shout out to matt bergman do you remember matt bergman from camp the sweetest guy uh, he got Maybe. in touch with me over Twitter saying that he's listening to the show. He's recovering from surgery right now, and he's just binging all of Friday Night Movie from the beginning. And he's oh, been man. tweeting at us about individual episodes. And Matt, we're sending you all of the Feel love. Better. One of our camp, one of our dear camp friends. So lots of love to you. And then I want to give a shout out to an amazingly talented singer named Kathy DeToro, who is the one of the lead singers in the Leg Warmers. She's also in a 2000s music tribute band called So Fetch, which is a great reference to Mean Girls. And she also is in her own band that does original music, ska band called Party Like It's. And she is a tremendous 
front woman and singer and talent and also just super nice person. And so a big shout out. If you're in the D.C. area, you should check out any one of the bands that she is in. And you can follow her on um, Instagram, uh, Kathy DeToro or The Leg Warmers or SoFetch or Party Like It's. Any of those. Amazing. Go for it. Becky, shout outs. Um, no, I only had one shout out prepared and I did it on the on the earlier segment. Uh, sorry. Uh, okay. You you already my, got your shout out. My shout. quick shout out is to the fact that I had to take multiple flights to get to the United States and um, in a very rare situation where an airline actually like does something good that they're supposed to do. I was delayed and nearly missed my connection and I was so delayed that I was waiting for my kid's stroller to be taken out like the gate check and they were so damn slow because probably we're in, we were in Spain and that's why and I had to leave the stroller behind just like peace out and just started running to my next gate and figured I'd never see it again and it was worth it. I was like gotta leave a man behind in this situation and I um, was amazed to find out that 24 hours later, they delivered it uh, to my final destination, which right on. I For was once, an airline yeah. doing something right. Exactly. What airline? It was American Airlines. Thank you, because I'd never actually said it, so that was a bad shout-out. So thank you, American <laughs> Airlines. For you shout-out like you tweet. Fine, yeah. Didn't they, like, recently, like, crash a couple of planes? Or I just, mean, you know, someone fact-checked oh, me. Oh, you're my- I, I feel sure like that's not correct. Like, not I'm not Becky. sure if that happened, but I will say <laughs> that like, I left that. a stroller randomly like on a tarmac somewhere, and they got it to me. So thanks. All right. All right. Sorry, should I might edit my my. You're like your accusation of defacing of American Airlines. <laughs> uh, Becky, where can people follow you? You can follow me on Twitter at paper bk princess. Um, yes, I look forward to hearing from you. And so tweet me. And Shauna, our esteemed guest, where can people follow you? First, my shout out to Becky, Lily, and Shy for having me on the show. Thank you, guys. Oh, <laughs> thank, thank you so guys. much for being here. Yeah. yeah. And people can reach me, um, see my work, and uh, contact me on my website. It's um, shaunahagan.com, and that's S-H-A-N-A-H-A-G-A-N.com. Cool. I am Chichi K. Gomez on Twitter, and even though I don't know how to use it. And again, thank you to Shauna for being here. I You can follow me at pancake for table on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow all of the Pancake and Friday Night Movie shenanigans at pancakefortable.com and FridayNightMoviePod.com. And Becky has something that she'd oh, like I have to a, add. Sorry, I have a last-minute shout-out. I just got a text uh, from my friend Cheryl and Andrew. They I had sure a hope baby. this has to like do with Riverdale. Oh, okay. No, baby. She, baby. Okay. <laughs> she like, just had a baby, so shout-out to Cheryl and Andrew and baby Isla. Um, welcome to the world. We love you. Um, sorry, it was just like it was a 911 re- shout-out. Like, my I, that, phone that, just... That, that sounds amazing. I wish it was Cheryl Blossom texting you, but that's All cool. Right. But maybe, maybe one day. So rate and review us on iTunes or any of the places that you listen to podcasts. And catch us, catch up with us. We have a table at the All-Star Comic Con in Tyson's Corner, Virginia. It's going to be amazing. All the guys there are planning just an incredible, incredible weekend for people on June 7th, 8th, and 9th. And with that, the music of What Does It Eat will kick in and we will dance our way into the evening. Dance, dance, dance. Dance, dance, dance. Bye-bye. Bye. 
Did you work at all during the Ben Schwartz, John Ralphio era? Yeah. Because yeah. he's one of my favorite, <laughs> like, like acting humans. Like I, and I think John Ralphio is one Jenny of the. Slate too. Yeah. What about Jenny Slate? I'm oh, like the two of them together. Wait, were you there for the? That was late. That was very good though. That might have come later. He's a couple episodes, but I remember. Yeah, it was like the Entertainment 360 or three. Seven twenty. Entertainment seven twenty. One of the funniest things ever created. I'm a huge Jenny Slate fan. Like. But she didn't get until later, Becky. Yeah, I have one of those. John Ralphio. Entertainment seven twenty. Like they made like money. Like we, if you remember, there was like a clear toilet filled with money or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh yeah, and they just had the basketball players shooting hoops in the corner yeah. at that party at their launch party. Oh. They spend all their budget, like, like their entire budget the for their company. I mean, we had the most amazing. Also, if you you know, a most amazing guests. I mean, we had Fred Armisen. We had Will oh, Forte. We Sister had, Cities. We're gonna go watch that right now. We had Henry Winkler. Henry, Henry Link was after after I left, but also oh. uh, my favorite, absolute favorite, was Carl Reiner. Like if you remember, he was they. They were like they were doing the the senior vote. They were like, oh, um, yes, like, yes, like, yes. Senior, like they were. She's running for city council, right? And she wants. She needs to get the senior uh, vote, so she goes doing, and talks to the guy. No, it's you. Sorry, Lily pulls out the earphones every two seconds. Oh, there's so many cords here. Oh. So Just, Reiner, you don't have honestly, to sit on them. Like funny i mean he's like 90 or something he was like and he just was like kind of hot you know like like you know got into his 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 position but knew his lines completely hilarious like his his comic timing was amazing you know and andy samberg we had tons of guests it was it was really amazing i mean like you know rob Lowe came when he came on the show everybody's kind of a little like i was gonna ask you i mean not so much funny stuff i can tell you nick overman is a nice person i can tell you amy poehler is a nice person chris pratt for sure but i'm like rob Lowe. that rob Lowe is a wild is a card Rob yeah. Yeah. He is right. amazing. I, I'm so glad to hear that, but I wouldn't automatically assume he, he like lives he's a wild in Santa star. Barbara because he's like he wants to have a good work life balance. He surfs almost every day apparently. <gasps> I, I, I surf Robo and I could be friends. <laughs> he is so genuine and so sweet and so nice and one that's so prepared. And so dedicated to his character. Oh you my, know, his like, character though, I remember you in know, the flu episode. That was like also like a oh great God, departure for him because while he's done comedy, you know, like it's more it reminds me more of like it's just his Wayne's World character. Yeah, he was he but was villain. He, he was villains. Right, in other things. but like in this, he's just so annoyingly nerdy and like <laughs> insane that it was, it was oh, great. The turkey burger, literally. The turkey burger. The turkey burger and the Li- burger. Literally, yeah. right? No, was yeah. it literally? Yeah, yeah. Is that his- literally? Literally. <laughs> You are literally, literally my favorite person right now. Literally. 